Welcome to the Green Element Podcast, where business and sustainability come together. Yeah, I do. If you could tell me a bit more about your business and what it is that you do. I've been on your website, but... Um... Uh, well, there's, and there's a bit of confusion. We're in, um, we're uh, uh, in between names at the moment. So the company is New Wave Foods. Right. And that was incorporated in 2015. And that was after three years of research. And um, what we recognised was an opportunity for Scottish seaweed. And we saw the opportunity in food. And so we, we started um, with the name New Wave Foods, but we also recognised that there was an opportunity for a brand right. that would communicate everything much more effectively. And so when we started, as part of the process of thinking how, how we go about seaweed as food, we also um, looked at getting the right brand together. And that brand is sure the Scottish Seaweed Company. Mm. And uh, that's the brand that is um, ready to go. And so all of our seaweed is now going to be sold under um, Shaw, the Scottish Seaweed Company. So that's the new brand. Right. And the first of our um, products is uh, that. So that's um, our seaweed puffs. Oh, okay. And uh, so that's our, that's our lead product. And uh, we have. Um, another product that's ready to go, and then an NPG process to come up with new products behind it. And what is the environmental impact of seaweed? A lot less than normal crisps? Yeah, and that, that's actually, uh, uh, I'll give you a bit more background to me as well, but um, seaweed itself as a, as a material is incredibly sustainable. And it, it requires no fertilizer, it requires no um, land, no fresh water input, um, and there's just an amazing opportunity for seaweed. Um, and we, we chose food because of the value based on provenance, quality, and sustainability. Right. Um, but over time, we want to branch out into new uh, markets for our products as well. So at, at our core, the ingredient and the, the material that we all care so much about is incredibly sustainable. Right. And you may know there's, there's a lot of talk about um, using seaweed for fuels. Uh, and so taking the um, seaweed, the carbohydrates out of seaweed and using for biogas, bioethanol. Um, and I'm sure that will come in time, but it requires such low cost of production. Right. And such massive scale of production to achieve economies that it's not going to happen for a, for a long time. But okay. this shows this huge potential for seaweed and, uh, and we think in particular Scottish seaweed. Right. And how many people are there at, um, at Shore? Uh, sorry? You how many people are? How many people are there at Shaw? Um, we, we have uh, 12 people full-time equivalent. Right. Uh, so we have, um, obviously one of our challenges is working with the tide. So we have uh, a harvesting team up in Wick. Right. And uh, they're out this afternoon. It's a bit gray and drizzly, but for them that's probably actually not that bad. <laughs> it's not too windy and rough. 
Um, and so there, there's a team of about uh, six, seven, eight guys that are out harvesting, right. um, depending on the species that we're after and the time of year. Okay. And then there's a factory team, and then head office, as it were, is on this. And that's where we do the management of the harvest sites and the scientific side of things. And it's where our core functions of uh, admin finance are as well. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And a bit, bit more background to me. So I, um, uh, I'm a marine biologist. So I did a, a doing my PhD at Newcastle. And my wife had just finished her PhD. And it's very difficult for two marine biologists to get two jobs at the same time at the same place. <laughs> so, uh, in in a recognition of that, uh, we we were coming up to the Highlands, um, where Catherine's uh, parents were living, and uh, and we thought, well, we like it up here. We'll we'll have a go. And I went through various jobs, so um, uh, energy consultancy, and and then through various things, but I did a lot of work in community projects. Uh, so I was doing work, I did work for a couple of different transition town groups mm. and um, uh, Friends of the Earth, Vanessa and Ross, and uh, uh, in particular community energy and sustainable transport projects. Right. And, uh, and I was doing that part-time, and then this, uh, this opportunity came up to do business research part-time as well. And seaweed was the tenth idea that we looked at. And uh, in seeing that opportunity for seaweed, that got bigger and bigger, and I became full-time a few years ago right. on the seaweed project. So I have all this background of environmental work and sustainability and carbon reduction and everything. And, uh, um, and I want to bring as much of that as possible into this, whilst balancing all the challenges of being a startup and um, having all the day-to-day -day stuff to worry about as well. And what would you say your biggest challenges were? Um, in terms of the, the business as a whole? or From an uh, environmental sustainability perspective? Yeah, I think it's very difficult for any small business working in food because a lot of the solutions in the food industry to reduce plastic packaging um, to make production more more efficient is achievable at scale, mm. and it's much harder to start up and be successful in putting together a product that is um, and, uh, and processes where uh, energy is at the forefront. It's very, so it's very difficult starting small, um, but if you don't start with something, you'll never be able to get to the point where it can be pulled together. And we just, we, we care so much about the seaweed itself and how important it is that um, itself as a, as a product is so incredibly sustainable. And um, that's why we, we put a lot of effort into managing and safeguarding um, the uh, environmental sustainability of, of our mm. supply of seaweed. And do you, um, and you, do you man, is it manufacturer? I don't know. As in, do you make the crisps um, near to where you pick? Yeah, so what, what we do is we have our factory in Wick. And so the guys would go out in the factory, go, leave the factory and go out to the harvest sites. And we have harvest sites on the north and east coast of Caithness. 
and uh, the team will go out and they cut the seaweed by hand and they cut different seaweeds in different ways to allow for regrowth. So some of them like kelps have a kind of almost like a conveyor belt. So you just cut them above um, the base of the plant and they regrow. And others grow from the tips. So you just take one half of the plant leaving the other half to, to grow on. Um, so they, they harvest by hand, carry back up the shore, back to the factory. And at the factory, the seaweed is uh, washed, dried, and milled. And when seaweed is dried, it has very long shelf life. So we harvest seasonally to make sure that we're picking the seaweed when it's in peak condition. And uh, we build up stock for sales year round. Right. And so that's, that's the WIC factory. And my, my role, so I'm managing director of supply and operations. And so my responsibility is to oversee the um, delivery of seaweed from the shore and through to um, the product to sell at wholesale. So effectively buy the kilogram. Mm. And then we have a managing director of value add and he takes this raw material and um, adds value to it with these, uh, with, with our branded products. And uh, so effectively that's our main, that's our main customer. And in order to start this process, we have outsourced production of those um, products to third-party manufacturers. Uh, okay, and do you find that difficult within your supply chain to keep from a sustainability standpoint, or do you have quite quite good controls over? No, we're quite we're happy with that, and we have good traceability, right. and and it it's also the only way we can practically start up as well. Um, and I'm sure eventually when we have, we, we want to be doing more products where we're delivering it through to finish retail and we can, it will come over time. Mm. Um, but it would be a whole other um, area of work that we need to learn from scratch. And we've yeah. had to learn everything from scratch all the way through from, from day one. Yeah. Cool. So how do you, um, you said you've got 12 um, FTE. Um, full-time equivalents how do you engage your staff and how do you um you know how do you get your staff suppliers customers on board with your um mission and purpose well we um we have that engagement with the staff on the sustainability um it's it's all the way through so we're not people have walked up to us at the factory in wick and said uh, can I go and pick some seaweed for you and give you a bag of <laughs> And uh, we politely said no. So our harvesters are trained. And uh, so we, we take them through uh, how to cut the different species, the different types of seaweed. Right. Um, and there's one thing, I think it was last season, last autumn, um, the, the office team had a plan to uh, for harvesting dulse. So dulse is one of the famous edible seaweeds right um and uh unsurprisingly it's also um it's also one of the hardest to get because it's very slow to harvest um it's quite a small species and it's down on the low shore so we're trying to think through ways of boosting our um how much we could get back to the factory mm -hmm. and it does grow on other plants 
Um, so it's, it's epiphytic, which means it's, yeah, just, it can just grow on the surface of other plants. And we suggest, well, why don't we pick those plants and take them back to the factory and then take off the, the ones that we actually see that we actually want? And it was the guys at the factory, the harvesters said, they were the ones that pointed it out. If we do that, it's not sustainable harvesting because we're taking that plant back and not allowing it to regrow. Mm. And it was yeah, the, the office guys hadn't thought of that. <laughs> it needed the harvesters to to um, to realise that uh, that 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 was um, not uh, part of our message. That yeah. that wasn't what we should be doing. Um, so we have a we have kind of a marine science team that manages the harvest site. So we right. do biomass surveys and we harvest to quota. So we harvest 20%, can harvest up to 20% of the biomass of each species at each site in a year. Okay. And, um, and we harvest under license. So we have uh, the, the main um, owner of the foreshore in the UK is the Crown Estate. And so we have a license with uh, Crown Estate Scotland for harvesting seaweed. And as part of that, um, we're also monitoring the environmental impact. And again, there wasn't a playbook for how to do that. Mm. And we've, um, the, the team of marine biologists are looking at this and trying to work out how to do it. And we've had uh, surveys running since 2015 in Cape where we're monitoring not just the seaweed, but the associated community of plants and animals with the seaweed. Mm. And that's been running as an annual survey running in areas where we're harvesting, where we're not harvesting. And um, one of those surveys is is underway now, as I speak, up in Cape Ness. So it's a timely reminder of that. Um, and then in terms of getting message out to the customers, in our value-add range, the seaweed is very much the star mm. ingredient of our products. And uh, we're also focusing on natural nutrition. So it's what's in the seaweed rather than um, artificially boosting with uh, vitamins and minerals because seaweed is yeah. such a great product and uh, packed yeah. full of minerals especially and let trying to let seaweed speak for itself. Brilliant, brilliant. So do you, I mean you, you veered towards the fact that you think seaweed in the future was um, potentially quite a big part of energy as well um yeah. why do you think the barriers what do you think the barriers are for that is it knowledge is it expertise in the area or is it um fundamentally understanding um the financials behind it or what? so so much of it is to do with scale um, right. we did some analysis early on in thinking about what to do what what are the different things you could do with seaweed what what is the opportunity now what we did was we balanced the um, the value in the end product against the complexity of processing. And the challenge with bioenergy is that um, you have a material, a product that isn't necessarily that easy to produce, mm. but it also has to compete on price with fossil fuels. Mm. And that means, again, this startup um, application, it means that it's difficult to to realize, whereas there are other markets for seaweed that can help an industry scale. So bioenergy and other and bioplastics from seaweed and all these amazing things that you can do will come when 
um, cultivation is at a level mm. that is so efficient and easy that uh, it can be done on a scale that brings the cost of production right down. And that would mean it could compete with fossil fuels and more than compete with um, land crops. Right. And would you, I mean, would it be a case of having a sea crop in, the, say, the middle of the Irish Sea or the middle of the North Sea or something like that? Would that be what you'd envisage? Yeah, yeah. and farming is a really important part of what, what we're about as well. So we, we recognised early on that uh, hand harvesting wild seaweed was the best way to get going mm. and start learning about seaweed and producing seaweed. And a very, very sustainable option with the seaweed cut in such a way to grow back. And, but we also saw that um, cultivation is the uh, farming of seaweeds so the, the long term. So we started looking at farming quite early on. Right. And we um, are, uh, have, have been doing trials and we're close to putting in our first seaweed farm off the west coast of Scotland. And that would be our playground of sorts for trying <laughs> things to get. Because the key, the key is getting it in the water and out of the water as efficiently as possible. So that the cycle for growing seaweed at sea is that you would deploy it in the autumn, so around now, and then uh, over the over the autumn and the winter, there's hardly any growth. Right. But then when the light comes back in January, and the nutrients come back it's suddenly incredibly fast so it could even be centimeters a day that it will grow right. and what will start from a microscopic plant in uh, november will be um, a two meter long piece of kelp in right. uh, spring so we'd be harvesting around april may right. um, and that that's an incredibly important part of the business because it's it's uh, this it's this, a scalable solution means we can produce lots of the most commercially attractive species and we can have more control over the raw material as well. And does the, um, are there more fish? I mean, it must, is there a knock-on effect? To it has, yeah, it's a refuge, yes. Yeah. So um, uh, it, it had, it, it's, uh, well, it's offering shelter in the sea um, and there are environmental impacts with all with any, there is nothing that anyone can do that has no environmental impact. But the environmental impact of seaweed in comparison to all other forms of aquaculture, because they're plants, so they're um, a carbon sink and um, taking nitrogen out from water. And um, uh, they're also, where what we think is that the seaweed will grow better in more exposed conditions as well. And uh, so that would mean that eventually seaweed can go offshore and uh, not be competing for that protected uh, coastal water space. Okay. Brilliant. Cool. You've given me a massive insight into <coughs> seaweed. Thank you. Um, really, really interesting. And um, listen, I actually sets off recording straight off the back on the yeah. beginning of the phone call. I can absolutely do it so that there's no um video uh, okay. if you want but i'll send it to you with the video and because it's actually really easy because i just put it all together 
and then I extract the audio anyway for iTunes and see yeah. if you feel, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it works better for your um, social media as well as ours to have video. I, to be honest, no one watches it. I, okay. <laughs> this is what our marketing person told us. Is, yeah. yeah. We need to have video on it. And I was like, seriously? And well, when I watched one to just see a bit, bit what you're about, um, I put the video on and watched for about 30 seconds and then and you're like listening. something else when listens in the background. Yeah, exactly. so you kind of proved my point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what marketing like. It's yeah. They, yeah. So um, I'll send it to you. Um, okay. Because I, I should have also said uh, we were we kind of recognised earlier this year that um, innovation was what we were about. So we've had to innovate from day one. Um, no, no one was really doing what we're doing. Um, we've all had to come together and work out how to go about harvesting seaweed and processing seaweed and making seaweed into great products. Um, and uh, on Friday night, we won at the Heinz Nine Sweden Drink Awards the Innovation Prize. Oh, cool. Um, so that was really good. And that's our first sort of prize. That we're a young company, so it's the first sort of prize that we've won. Mm. Um, and it was really good because of all the hard work put in. It's just mm. every day there are challenges and there's lots of debate to be had of how to go about doing things and keep to the integrity of the business. And, mm. and uh, yeah, it's just really good to have that. Um, recognition for and all the work that we do. Can I ask you what your wife does? Oh, well, she... Because uh, we didn't end up talking about her because no, we got to the story no. of going like that. <laughs> yeah. So she um, she came up, um, the job that she had when she moved up was uh, in um, uh, adv advising the council with recycling. Right. And, uh, and then she went to work for a... Uh, social enterprise in um, recycling and reuse and uh, two children came along <laughs> right. and uh, so my uh, my eldest has just started school last year and my wife recognized that she wanted to be a teacher right and uh, so she uh, did the training last year and now she is a uh, primary school teacher right. so she's in a probationary year right. and it's incredibly hard work I thought this was hard work <laughs> but to be a teacher is incredibly hard work and I, um, I was wondering whether you'd say that she was working with you I didn't know that's the reason why I was asking no, no, a lot of people are yeah people do ask that yeah but no um, I'm, I'm glad she's not because uh, it would put a strain on this <laughs> <laughs> I know I know exactly what you mean um, mm -hmm. listen because we've ended up just doing recording the podcast do you mind if yeah. I just start the beginning as in, yeah, sure. welcome you in to yeah. do it, and then I can cut it and put it to the no front. Problem. Sorry, no is that all right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I thought we were going to end up turning off the video, but we just ended up talking. It just seemed like the right thing to do just to cut no it. No problem. Um, so, hi, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on the um, podcast. Welcome to Green Element Podcast. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what it is that you guys do and what you're up to. Great. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, we're a short Scottish seaweed company, and we aim to the. That's all right. <laughs> um, should I start that again? Yeah, yeah, do. 
Um, hi, thank, thank you for inviting me on today. So, my name is Peter Albon, I'm Managing Director of Supply and Operations for Short Scottish Seaweed Company, and we aim to be the UK's leading seaweed company. Uh, so, at the moment, we harvest uh, organic seaweed from the uh, north coast of Scotland, and uh, we process that into value-add products, and uh, the first of which shortly to be launched are Shore Seaweed Pots. And then, show, can you show your? Can you show your? Because yeah. you showed it to me earlier, <laughs> and there's nothing like seeing exactly what it is. Brilliant. <laughs> so we have four flavours, and uh, seaweeds are star ingredient, and um, they will be available in shops very soon. Very awesome. soon. Thank you. Good. Brilliant. Thank you so much for today. That's no uh, problem. Thank you. It's um yeah it's cool. It's just I love. I'm, I'm really enjoying this podcast. It's not something that I thought we'd end up doing, but able to talk to you and understand more about seaweed, you know, you just end up, I've spoken to beauticians, I've spoken to, you just end up speaking to so many different people about two different things. It's great. It's cool. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, I've never been on a podcast before, but I listen to them a lot. So, um, uh, so that's very good. I will email you, when I email you the, um, the follow up, it yeah. will be, um, I can put in the date as well of when it will be. Okay. So I think it's roughly the end of December. Great. All right. Good. Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. Great. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. We created this podcast for you. So we'd really appreciate any feedback you want to give us. You can do that by rating and reviewing on your favourite podcast or for iTunes, visit www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash apple. If you'd like to keep in touch, then we invite you to join our free Facebook community, which is everything to do with sustainable and ethical business. Lots of daily conversations, themes and great ideas. A really great place to work and network with like-minded individuals. If you open Facebook and search for The Green Element, hit the group search function, we will let you right in. All of the show notes, any links, any references to the, on this podcast will be featured on our website, greenelement.co.uk. As a special thank you for listening, please head over to www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018 and you can pick up a free guide on how to green up and environmentalise your business or organisation. That's greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018. Finally, I would like to thank Ben Chatwin for writing the fantastic opening music. He is an amazing artist with a phenomenal following. It was a privilege he said yes to even write it for us. We look forward to seeing you next week and hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs>